He's that of king. He can do what? Claim one plot for yourself. So we remove that chair wahala. They begin to fight. You know, this is my seat, please. Meanwhile, they are saying the Holy Ghost is here. They say, this is my seat. If you don't stand up for my seat, or shall I say, come and sit down. He say, no. Forward ever. Forward ever. You know, there are some people that can never say backward ever. Have you heard? Do you know? Actually, I met someone at the airport. Myself and my friend were flying. And we were on the queue. They said we should stay on the queue. So they told the woman, she's in front. They said, please move back. Because we're too close to the... So they said, move back. The man said, please don't say that to me. No, this is not um, Zikloma. This is real. The man said, don't say that to me, please. Forward ever, forward ever. This is just a cue. This is not your destiny. It's just a cue. Can you just move back? It will... But the woman said forward. She couldn't even say forward ever, backward ever. She said forward ever, forward ever. She doesn't say backward. Just saying backward, she'll go back. But that's how some of us are. We are religious. We are superstitious. We are not, we are not Christ-like. Some of us still see cockroaches and say, blood of Jesus. <laughs> Cockroaches. Yes or no? If you are still saying blood of Jesus to cockroach, if a, a demon appears in your room, what will you do? They say both. <laughs> if a demon now appears in your room, what will you do? When cockroaches make you say, blood of Jesus, they have come. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> from my father's house they are following me I like this song that say surely 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 I say surely goodness and mercy they follow me oh I say surely 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 Surely, goodness and mercy, they follow me. They know they follow me from my father's house. Now, goodness and mercy, they follow me. I said, Surely, 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 I said, Goodness and Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Marud Navashka Oh God. If you don't believe that mercy is following you, failure will follow you. 
So back to what I was saying. He's that okay. He can do what? Claim one. Share the link. Somebody share the link. Somebody share the link. Everybody, another sound of my voice. Share the link. A wonderful birthday to my daughter, Presla. God bless you so much. You've been a blessing. For whatever. Parado shakada you know, some people that can never say backward ever. You, you know, actually, I met someone at the airport. Rado shakada bada 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 bada. And we were on the queue. They said we should share the link, everybody. Share the link. She's in front. They said, please move. Share the link. In the next five minutes, we are taking off. Close to Parado shakada bada bada Please don't say that to me. No, this is not. Parado shakada bada 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 bada. Don't say, don't say that to me, please. Forward them. Oh God. This is Somebody worship the Lord. Somebody worship the Lord. Somebody worship the Lord. Somebody worship the Lord. Alabarado, it is a good thing to be in the presence of the Lord. Oh, come on, somebody worship the Lord. Lee Parado, say thank you, Jesus. Rada gada bada gada bada bada de varado shapakada bada 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 I bless God for your lives. Rado shada bada 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 La parado shakada bada 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 In the next three minutes, join me as we pray for open heavens. Join me as we declare la parado shakabrata as we take dominion of the atmosphere. Join me, my God. La tabada kada bada 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 kada bada we are halting the movement of demonic power. We are halting the movement of demonic activities. We are asking the Lord to take dominion tonight. Surely the Lord shall take dominion. Surely the Lord shall rule. Surely the Lord shall take over. Surely the Lord shall ascend the throne. Surely Elohim shall win. Surely the Lord shall speak to his people. Surely the word of God shall be preached. Surely La Paraduka, the people will listen to the word of God. Surely the atmosphere is the Lord. Surely the heavens are opened. Surely God is good. Surely the Lord is strong and mighty. Surely God is in our midst. Surely the Lord is in our midst. La Lift up your voice and pray. 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 Come on, come on, somebody Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we pray. They have come. When I look back, 
activate the spirit of the way when i look back i'm expecting to see mercy activate I'm the spirit of failure. your way in our midst tonight the just lord activate your Lord's spirit by, by what tonight in this service in jesus mighty name we pray and the believers will shout amen 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 oh god the leadings of the Holy Spirit. Spirit Lord, lead us tonight. We curse any spirit of carnality and we ask the Holy Spirit to lead us. Oh God, Spirit divine my God, my God, come on, let your prayers rise up. Let that my God, my God, The leadings of the Holy Spirit. Now, initially, I wanted to just get straight to the point, but then the Lord commanded me not to. The Lord said, I should take my time to break down how the move started right from the Old Testament into the New. Thank you, Jesus, for your leadings. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the believers will say, Amen, Amen, Amen. Now, in order to fully understand the leadings of the Holy Spirit and the need to adhere to them, we have to go back into the Old Testament to break down a few things. Now, in the Old Testament, nobody, no human being was born again. Are we together? In the Old Testament, nobody, no human being was born again. Abraham was not born again. Elijah was not born again. Isaac was not born again. Moses was not born again. Elisha was not born again. Nobody was born again in the Old Testament. The prophets of the Old Testament were not born again. Nobody, no pastor, nobody was born again. Now, this brings us to the question, what does it mean to be born again? 
What does it mean to be born again? Take me to John chapter 5. Sorry, John chapter 3, reading from verse 5 through to 16. John chapter 3, verse 5 through to 16. Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. People, listen, Jesus says, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is Jesus saying? Verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. God bless you. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Verse 7. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Verse 8. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Hmm. What are these things? Verse 9. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? How can I be born again? Seeing as I'm over 30 years now, seeing as I'm over 40 years now, seeing as I'm over 20 years now, how can I be born again? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and you do not know these things? Which means that there are teachers in the kingdom of God, there are teachers in the ministry today who do not understand what it means to be born again. What does it mean to be born again? Thank you for your blood. You do not know these things. I understand that after being in God for 12 years, for 14 years, for 10 years, for 8 years, you still do not know what it means to be born again. I understand because even great teachers did not understand. Verse 11. Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and we testify what we have seen and you do not receive our witness. Verse 12, if I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? What is Jesus saying? Verse 13, no one has ascended to heaven but he who was but he who came down from the heaven that is the son of man who is in heaven verse 14 and as moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the son of man be lifted up Now Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness as a sign of salvation to the people when the people had sinned against God and God sent venomous serpents and venomous vipers to bite them to their death and the Bible commanded Moses to lift up a serpent in the wilderness that anybody who could look upon the serpent will be saved and will be saved. And Jesus is saying, just as Moses lifted up the serpent, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. Which means that Jesus is equal to the serpent. And the serpent was symbolic of salvation that stands to reason that Jesus is also symbolic of, of salvation. Are we together? Bada, 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 bada. My God, my God, my God. That whosoever believes in Jesus should not perish but have eternal life. Now what it takes to be born again is for you to believe in Jesus. Because Jesus is salvation. 
So what it means to be born again is for you to learn to accept Jesus into your life and to accept his leadings, his promptings, and to submit your will to his. That is what it takes for you to be born again. Verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That stands to reason that Jesus is equal to everlasting life. If you are able to accept Jesus, then you are calling unto yourself and receiving unto yourself what we call everlasting life. And your failure to accept Jesus means that you are missing this everlasting life. And this is why the people of the Old Testament were not born again because Jesus had not been born yet. And so they couldn't have accepted Jesus and they couldn't have believed in Jesus. And so they were not born again. Are we together? Li paradosh de Are we together? So now, nobody in the Old Testament was born again because Jesus was not living in that timeline. And so they couldn't have believed and accepted Jesus. So nobody was born again in the Old Testament. So when you, when you read Numbers chapter 11, verse 25, the Bible said, Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to Moses and took of the spirit that was upon him. The Holy Spirit could not live on the inside of the people of the Old Testament because these people were not born again. And it takes being born again for the Holy Spirit to live on the inside of you. They couldn't have been born again. And so the Holy Spirit could not live on the inside of them. So when the Bible was speaking about Moses, the Bible said, and God took of the spirit that was upon him, the closest the Holy Spirit could be to a person was upon the person, not inside the person. And the, the Bible said, the spirit of the Lord came upon Othniel, the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, the spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson, the spirit of the Lord came upon Elijah, the spirit of the Lord came upon David. What is happening? The spirit of God could not live inside the people of the Old Testament because they did not have Jesus. And so they couldn't believe in Jesus. And so they could not be born again. And so the Holy Spirit could not live on the inside of them, only upon them. Follow carefully. There are four categories of people that the spirit of the Lord came upon. Now, the first category of people were the prophets. The second category of people were the priests. And the last category of people were the kings. Prophets, priests, and kings. Now, God firstly called prophets, and then he instructed the prophets to anoint the priests. The priests are what we, we call them pastors today. Priests. And the prophets and the priests together anointed the kings. So, First Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. Matara dobada bo shapa kadaba. 
Likarado First Samuel chapter 16 verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the midst of his brothers. So David became a king after a prophet anointed him. A king cannot be a king without an anointing. And a prophet cannot be a prophet without a calling. And so firstly, God called the prophets and instructed the prophets to anoint the priests or the pastors. And the prophets and the pastors to anoint the kings. And so first Kings chapter 1 verse 32, the Bible said, And King David said, Call to me Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Bananiah the son of Jehoda. And they came before the king. Verse 33. And the king said to them, Take with you the servants of, of the Lord and have Solomon my son ride on my own mule and take him down to Gehon. Verse 34. And let Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him king over Israel. So for there to be a king, it takes a prophet and a priest to anoint a king. Now, the sad news is these guys were the only ones who could hear the voice of God. In the Old Testament, only a prophet or a king or a priest could hear the voice of God. So whenever an ordinary person wanted to know the directions of God concerning any matter at all, they had to go to a prophet or a priest to direct them or to tell them the mind of God. So in Judges chapter 4, the Bible said, Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth was judging Israel at that time. Verse 5. And she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the mountains of Ephraim. And the children of Israel will come to her for judgment. Or they will come to her for the leadings of the Holy Spirit. Or they will come to her for the instructions of God. Are we together? You need to understand these things in order to understand what is happening now. Now, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Verse 3. Do not forget. Darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Darkness was upon the face of the waters and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So the spirit of God was hovering over the darkness. Understand this? That is what it means. And then God said in verse three, let there be light and there was light. Are we together? And what happened in Genesis chapter 1, the same thing happened when Jesus died on the cross that many people failed to realize. You see, in those days in Genesis chapter 1, the first time the Lord or the Bible spoke about the Holy Spirit, the Bible called him and the Spirit of God. The Bible called him the Spirit of God. The Bible said the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. He wasn't called the Holy Spirit yet. He was called the Spirit of God because he had, he had not been revealed to the rest of the people. He was only revealed to just the prophets, the priests, and the kings. But in Mark chapter 15, verse 33, the Bible said, Now when the sixth hour had come, 
the sixth hour means 12 p.m the sixth hour means 12 p.m when the sixth hour had come in other words when it was 12 p.m because they crucified jesus at 9 a.m in the morning and from 9 a.m to 12 p.m jesus was hanging on the cross and the bible said when it was 12 p.m there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour now if the sixth hour is 12 p.m then the ninth hour is 3 p.m you need to understand this the same thing that happened in genesis chapter 1 verse 1 the bible said there was darkness everywhere and the spirit of god was hovering over the darkness the same thing happened when jesus was hanging on the cross the bible said when it was 12 p.m there was darkness all over the land until it was 3 p.m that stands to reason that in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, the Spirit of God was also hovering over the face of the waters for three good hours. Before God said, let there be light. So before God said, let there be light, the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the, of the waters or hovered over the darkness for three hours. And the same thing happened when Jesus died on the cross. Before he died, the Bible said there was darkness over the face of the land for three good hours. And the Spirit of God hovered over the darkness. Verse 34 of Mark chapter 15. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice. Why is it that Jesus did not cry out at the sixth hour? Why is it that Jesus did not cry out at the third hour? But he only cried out after it was 12 p.m after sorry after it was 3 p.m after the darkness had passed because throughout the darkness something was happening that the whole earth did not understand the whole earth failed to realize the same thing that happened the holy spirit was hovering over the face of the waters when everybody thought because of the death of jesus the whole earth had the whole earth had become black that was not what was happening what was happening was jesus was handing over the baton to the holy spirit because his job was almost done it took three hours for the holy spirit to take over from jesus and that is why it was the takeover period that lasted three good hours and that is why darkness covered the entire earth for three hours me karadusha listen when you go through a level of darkness in your life it is for a reason it is for a purpose you ought to understand that the darkness you go through is a change over time you did not need to lose your heart you do not need to lose your faith you do not need to lose your hope because the darkness you are going through is for a change over that is what happened the whole time there was darkness for three hours, Jesus was handing over to the Holy Spirit. So after the changeover had happened, the Bible said, Now Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabatani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because Jesus has now handed over to the Holy Spirit. He felt like the mandate was no longer upon him. He felt like the mission was no longer on his shoulders. So he felt like he had been abandoned. Imagine being a man of God and the Lord taking away your prophetic gift. The Lord taking away your prophetic instructions. The Lord taking away your mandate. That was the same experience that Jesus was going through that is why he cried out my god my god why have you forsaken me because he had handed over to the holy spirit in the three hour period of the darkness are we together my god my god why have you forsaken me and the Bible said, some of those who stood by, when they heard it, said, look, he is calling for Elijah. 
Many of you are crying out and they think you are calling for the help of a, of a, of a man, but they are failing to realize that you are communing with God. Your prayer is not between you and another man. Your prayer is not between you and another family. Your prayer is between you and God. And people who are standing on the side are looking at you and they are thinking you are crazy. They are thinking you are mad and they are thinking you are calling for help from other people. But I came to announce to you uh, that the Lord will surely hear your cry. Uh, no no matter what your experience is, the Lord will hear your cry. No matter what your challenge is, the Lord will hear your cry. No matter what your problem is, the Lord will hear your cry. Do not give up, people. It might not make sense now, but I came to announce to you, give it a little more time. Shout a little more time. Ragado shepherd, the better, the better, Offered it to him to drink, saying, Let him alone and let us see if Elijah will come to take him down. They are bringing you things out of pity. They are doing you good out of pity. They are doing you good out of mockery. They are speaking to you to make fun of your God. But I came to tell somebody, you leave them be a little more time. In a little more time, there will be a shaking up. There will be a shift up. There will be a change up. There will be a transformation up. Listen, keep, stop, stop telling your stories. Stop telling everybody about what you are going through. Stop sharing your story everywhere where I came to tell you if you can have hope, if you can have confidence and keep on waiting on God in a little more time. A little more time. They only offered him the sour wine to mock him. Let's see. Let us see if surely Elijah will come down. And save him. Let us see. They are only helping you. They are only connecting you to, to, to mock you. I have, I have seen people like that. I have worked for people like that. I have been with people like that. That anything that they do for you is to mock you. Anything that they suggest is to mock you. Any, any kind of connection that they will give you is to mock you. But in a little more time. Some of you have lost your jobs because of this mockery. Some of you have lost your positions because of this mockery. Do not forget that even your God and Savior, Jesus Christ on the cross, the same thing happened to him after he had handed over the mandate to the Holy Spirit. He felt forsaken. He felt abandoned. You see, the reason we keep on going is because of the anointing that is upon us. Now begin to experience that your life without the anointing. That is when you feel that you are forsaken up that is when you feel that you have been abandoned up that is why i always pray up that my god up let not your spirit up depart from my house up let not your spirit up depart from my life up my god up take not your spirit away from me up because as long as i have your holy spirit up you can take away my car you can take away my apartment you can take away whatever i have worked for as long as i have the holy spirit up if i fall a thousand times up i will Will rise a thousand more. Jesus felt abandoned. He had just handed over in the in the in the last three hours. He has been handing over to the Holy Spirit. So right after the handover, he shouted, "Why have you forsaken me, my God? Why?" When they were beating him, that he was bleeding, he did not cry out. You see, think about it. When they were putting the crown of thorns on his head, they, he did not cry out. When, when he couldn't even carry his own cross, he did not cry out. Many of you, the physical things that are happening to you are the things you always complain about. Are we together? The physical things that you are going through are the things we always, you always complain about. And this verse spoke to me in this way. That is just a physical thing. I know it affects you, but you must learn to overlook it. Jesus did not cry out. Why are you crying out? When they spat on him, he did not cry out. 
you greeted somebody the person did not respond why are you crying out you called someone the person did not answer your phone call why are you crying out you went to a church the people did not respect you why are you crying out all of these things are earthly things all of these things are carnal things all of these things are physical things you must learn to rise above them you sponsor you sponsored the education and yet they never gave you any kind of reverence or they never paid you back in any way it's painful but rise above it they spat on jesus they did whatever they wanted to do to his physical body he never cried out he only cried out after he lost the spiritual mandate until what they are doing is affecting your spirit forget about it and rise above it only cry to god when they do things to hurt your spirit some things matter more much more than others you complain too much you complain about everything rise above it not until the mandate was taken from jesus and was given to the holy spirit he never cried out verse 37 of mark chapter 15 the bible said jesus cried out with a loud voice and he breathed his last why because he had handed over to the holy spirit so he no longer needed to be alive do you understand he breathed his last he wasn't killed he did not die he breathed his last there are three kinds of people on this earth those who are killed those who die and those who are called home I pray that you will not be killed. I pray that you will not die. But my prayer for you is for you to be called home. You can be killed as a result of a sickness. You can be killed as a result of robbery. You can be killed as a result of an accident. You can die from frustration. You can die from, from emotional pain. You can die from whatever you are going through. But if you are called home, it means that you have served your purpose. Always pray that you'll be called home, that you will not be killed, that you will not die, but you will be called home. These days, too many people are being killed. Too many people are dying. Very few are being called home. I pray that you and I, one day, after we have served our purpose, will be called home. Shout amen. Now, this brings us to an interesting thing in verse 38. Of Mark chapter 15 the Bible said then after Jesus died then listen after Jesus died then which means that this thing that was happening this thing this next thing I'm about to talk about was as a result of a different spirit or a different power other than that of Jesus are we together does it make sense Does it make sense? After Jesus died and he breathed his last, the Bible said, then the veil of the temple was torn in, in two from top to bottom. Now, this did not happen only after Jesus died, which meant that the spirit that was causing this to happen is different from that which Jesus had. Jesus had now handed over the mandate to a different power called the Holy Spirit. And so after Jesus died, it meant that the Holy Spirit was now mandated to continue with the ministry. And so the first thing the Holy Spirit did was to tear apart the veil that separated the holy place from the most holy place. Am I making sense? Now, symbolically, the veil was what separated the holy place from the holy of holies. Because God's glory stays inside the holy of holies, this veil separated men from God in a sense that it covers the glory of God, in a sense that it doesn't allow mortal men or mere men to partake the glory of God. 
And so the first thing that the Holy Spirit did was to tear apart the veil in two. And the, 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 the result of that was that the Holy Spirit was now giving all men free and unrestricted access to God through the Father, through Jesus, the Son. Do you understand? The first thing the Holy Spirit did after taking over from Jesus was to tear apart the veil. And then he did. And by doing so, he gave mortal men free and unrestricted access to God the Father through Jesus. Because Jesus, the reason this is through Jesus was because the mandate was only handed over to the Holy Spirit because Jesus paid for it with his blood. And so the first thing the Holy Spirit did was to, was to tear apart the veil. Now, I'm still getting there. Follow carefully. The second thing was for the Holy Spirit to give us the opportunity to see God's glory revealed in all men on earth. Do not forget, I said in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit could only be upon the priests, the prophets, and the kings, or the judges. The priests, the prophets, and the kings, or the judges. But now, now that Jesus had died and handed over to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit wanted to give all men access into the throne room of God. And so what the Holy Spirit decided to do was to give you and I access into the throne room. So the New Testament does not begin with Matthew chapter 1. It does not begin with Mark chapter 1. It does not begin with any of these books until jesus died now the new testament began with the pattern apart of the of the veil in the temple the new testament was not when jesus was born no jesus was still under the old law because jesus even jesus himself was not born again <laughs> So now that he died and handed over to the Holy Spirit, now the Holy Spirit tore the veil in two. That was when the New Testament began. So after the New Testament, the Testament began in Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Now the Bible said, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now, Jesus couldn't have made this statement because Jesus was still under the Old Testament. And so Jesus couldn't have said as many as are led by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit were, were not, or, sorry, was not released unto the people yet, was not revealed unto the people yet. And so Jesus couldn't have made this statement until Romans chapter 8, the apostles. So in those days, whenever they wanted to hear the voice of God, they had to go back to the prophets. They had to go back to the priests. They had to go back to the kings to hear what God is saying. But by the Holy Spirit tearing apart the veil, what we did was the Holy Spirit himself became the ultimate guide to humanity. Follow. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. These days, the Bible did not say, for as many as are led by prophets. The Bible did not say, for as many as are led by priests. The Bible did not say, for as many as are led by kings. The Bible said, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Hence, the leadings of the Holy Spirit. So many of you think it is your job to come and ask me concerning everything before you make a move. It is your job to come and tell me concerning everything before you make a move. No, that is, what, that is not what it means. You only come to me for confirmation because I am not an Old Testament prophet. I am a New Testament prophet. And my duty is not to tell you what God is saying because that is already the job of the Holy Spirit. It is only my duty to confirm what the Lord has already told you. So you need to learn to understand and adapt and equip and download the leadings of the Holy Spirit. These days, it doesn't come from prophets. It only comes from the Holy Spirit. So for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. 
Are we together? Are we together? Good. So, the Old Testament prophets and the New Testament prophets are not the same. Please understand. We are not the same. The Old Testament prophets, it was their job to lead the people because the people could not hear the voice of God. So whenever you wanted to do something according to the will of God, you will have to look for Moses, you will have to look for any of the prophets, or you have to look for Aaron or the priests, or you will have to look for the kings for them to lead you. But in the New Testament, we are all led by the Holy Spirit. It, it means that you need to learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit for yourself. You do not have to come to me to ask me what the Spirit is saying. These days, you meet people as a prophet in town and they will ask you, man of God, what is God saying? You can also hear what God is saying for yourself. It is no longer my duty to tell you what God is saying. It is only my job to confirm that which has already been said to you. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. I'll be ending very soon. Because you can see that this is part one. I wanted to break down the dispensation of the Holy Spirit right from the Old Testament into the New. So that you will understand the need for you to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit for yourself. So next week, I will continue with what it means to really hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. What it means to really receive the leadings of the Holy Spirit. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord. Listen. Next week, I'll be entering into very deep things. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord. Hmm. The spirit. Have you ever read this scripture before? The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord. Searching all the inner depths of his heart. Wow. So for God to be able to lighten up your life, he needs your own spirit to do that. Because your spirit is the lamp of the Lord. So when we are saying, when, the, when, when Jesus says you are the light of the world, you are the lamp of the this, you are the light, let your light so shine before men. He's not talking about going to get any light anywhere He's referring to your own spirit. Now the question is, how does your spirit light up as the lamp of God? That is what I'll be delving deep into it. Because it takes your spirit to hear and understand the leadings of the Holy Spirit. And if you do not understand the differences between your body, your soul, and your spirit, you can never understand the, the, the relevance of the leadings of the Holy Spirit. Are we together? So, God will enlighten us. God will guide us only through our spirit. The Bible does not say the body is the man of the lamp. Of the, ah, listen, the Bible doesn't say the body of man is the lamp of the Lord. The Bible doesn't say the mind of man is the lamp of the Lord. The Bible says the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. Many of us, we are so focused on our bodies and our feelings, and our emotions. We think that is how we are led by the Spirit of God. Listen, if you do not feel like going to town today, it is not the Holy Spirit who is leading you. No. The Holy Spirit will not lead you in your body. It is your spirit that is the lamp of the Lord, not your body. Your physical body. Your legs, your arms, your feet, your stomach, your head. No. Your head is heavy. It means that the Holy Spirit wants you to lie down. Listen, your body is not the lamp of the Lord. When the Bible says, let your light shine, he wasn't talking about your body. When you accept Jesus, do you see people glowing? No, you will glow, but it wouldn't take your body to glow. It wouldn't take your mind to glow. It would take your spirit. You need to understand the differences between your body, your soul, and your spirit. Now, many of us think that 
the mind of man is the lamp of God. Briefly, let me, let me tell you about the soul. The soul comprises of your mind, your thinking ability, what we call common sense, your intelligence, whatever you use your mind for, your intellect. These things, that is not how the Holy Spirit leads you. There are some people that they can think and sit down and think about a matter very deeply and they are so convinced that that is what the Holy Spirit wants them to do. No, it doesn't take your mind. The Holy Spirit doesn't need your mind to control or to lead you. He doesn't need your soul to lead you. He only needs your spirit. Thinking critically is not how you are led by the spirit. You, you sit down and analyze things deeply. That is not how you are led. And so people who are logical thinkers usually miss the leadings of the Holy Spirit because they think, if this, then that. What about this? If I do this and I do that, and I do this and I do that, then it could mean this and that. No, it doesn't take your mind. Your soul means your mind. Your intellect, your thinking power. God doesn't need your thinking power to lead you. And if you are so led by too much of logic and analysis, you always miss the leadings of the Holy Spirit. And say it means that this because you say you are explaining these things with your mind. That is not how you are led by the spirit. So many of us, we have invested from our own mind. We have invested from our own. We have done things from our own mind. We have done a lot of things, invested in a lot of things, being a part of groups and, and, and communities from our own analysis and logic. And yet we miss the, the path of God. It doesn't take your mind. If you are going to understand the leadings of the Holy Spirit, learn to put an end to your logic and analysis. It doesn't take logic. To follow the Holy Spirit. It doesn't take analysis. No. Sit down. It takes your spirit. Until the Holy Spirit impresses your spirit to do something. Put away your analysis, your logic, your critical thinking. Whatever way you do to deal with things. No, 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 no. That is not how you are led by the Holy Spirit. And many of you. When you need to be taking counsel from the Holy Spirit and whatever you do not understand, you ask him. And even if you do not seem to understand, come to his prophets for what he is explaining or what he is trying to say to you. You go online and be reading things and be watching videos on YouTube. Because in your mind, there's a lot of wisdom out there. These days, people know things. Let me just Google. Let me just search on YouTube. And you are getting all these weird ideas from people who are not spiritual. Now, when you are going to the law and you need to, you need advice concerning a case, do you ask a teacher or you ask a lawyer? When you are going to school and you need advice on anything, do you ask a teacher or a student or do you ask a farmer? Who has more experience? That is the mistake that we make. Whenever we need counsel on spiritual things, we go to carnal people. Some of us, we take advice from celebrities, chefs, people who cook food. We take advice concerning spiritual things, concerning offerings and, and tithes and, and spirituality and prayer from Kevin Taylor. Kevin Taylor, Krabeka. And so what? Is he a spiritual man? And are you taking are you taking spiritual advice from radio presenters and TV presenters, canal people? What do they know? They know nothing. The Bible said you speak of the things you do not know. Yes. And so they will keep on insulting the men of God. Today, Pastor Elvis is under their so-called fire, their strained fire because of these things. And thousands of people are listening to them. When they have to be focusing on the right things. A man comes to pray with you and you are spending time with radio presenters because of your logical thinking. What is wrong with the church today? The leadings of the Holy Spirit. This is only part one. You need to understand these things. 
God will enlighten you. God will guide you, but he won't guide you through your body. He will not guide you through your soul, through your mind. He will guide you through your spirit. Which means you have to understand the nature of man. We have to understand that a human being is a spirit. Firstly, a human being is a spirit. And then that spirit has a soul. And then he lives in a body in order to live or be alive on this earth realm. You have to have a body. And that is why human beings have a body. The only purpose of our body is for us to be able to live on this earth. So if you allow yourself to be controlled by your body, to be controlled by your emotions, to be controlled by your anger, to be controlled by your pain, to be controlled by your frustration, to be controlled by the things you hear, you are canal. You are a spirit that has a soul and you live in a body. It's not the other way around. A human being is not a body that has a spirit and a soul. No, a human being is a spirit that has a soul and lives in a body. That is why even after the body dies, the soul lives on. And you need to understand, this same spirit came from God and spirits cannot be destroyed. That is why it is eternal on the day in fire. Your punishment is eternal because the spirit cannot be destroyed. The Bible said, Jesus himself said, do not be afraid of those who can destroy this body, but be afraid of he who is able to destroy the body and also the soul. He didn't say and also the spirit because God himself cannot destroy the, soul, the spirit. <laughs> do you understand? God himself cannot destroy the spirit. Spirits cannot be destroyed. So, on at the, at the end of the day, when judge after judgment day, in the fire, everybody, the punishment is eternal. Because you will not die. The pain is forever. Satan will not die. The pain is forever. The punishment is forever. You will not die. Spirits do not die. Jesus said, how do I know this? Jesus said, be afraid of he who is able to destroy the body and the soul? Why didn't he add the spirit? <laughs> Listen to me, people. This is the end of part one, the leadings of the Holy Spirit. Remember, next week, I'm coming your way with part two. You cannot afford to miss out. Since this is a series, I have to cut it short episode by episode i don't want to rush it i want to take my time for you to be able to appreciate what it means to be led by the holy spirit i've realized one of the biggest challenges in the church today is that the people are, are unable to hear the voice of the holy spirit they do not even know what it means to follow the holy spirit so I need to take my time. Next week, I'm coming your way with the leadings of the Holy Spirit, part two. God bless you so much for being a part of tonight's service. I really love you guys. See you on Tuesday, sorry, on Wednesday for midnight vigil, 12 a.m. God bless you. Bye-bye.